This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I am Dave Etler. It's a great day at the Carver College of Medicine. I've had plenty of sleep. I'm just going to rub it in. And I'm surrounded by wonderful people. We're lucky enough today to be joined by a lovely group of first-year students who managed to find time to break away from their beavering away at medical education. Say hello to Kyle Kinder. Hello. <laughs> Nick Lind has joined us. Howdy. And thank you, Emma Barr, Hi. for coming to visit. Appreciate hello. that. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm, I'm, I'm always excited when I get a group of M1s in, in, uh, for an, an episode because it means that I might just have a chance of continuing this. Uh, now that a bunch of M4s graduated. Um, so I'm relieved. Uh, but you've been submerged in med ed for a couple of weeks now. I believe your four, your current courses are basically like what foundations of cellular life and anatomy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, this is the part where we, uh, build up or rebuild up your basic science knowledge and preparation for the more advanced courses to come. Do you guys feel like you needed that or did you come from, well, we, before the show, we talked about your backgrounds, so maybe we should start there to, to, to see how much you pre preparation you needed. Kyle, where'd you, uh, what were you doing before you came here? Uh, I was working most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I worked for a construction company, actually, as okay. an estimator. But, uh, for how long? Uh, six years. Okay. Yeah. So you might have needed a little... A little bit. A little, ref little fresher. Yep, yep. Were you here for IME? No. Okay. No. IMEI is the Introduction to Medical Education at Iowa, which some students take. Um, it, over the summer to sort of get them get them going. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, 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 Nick, what were you doing? Well, uh, I did a post back program um, to kind of I, I had to take all of the prereqs to get yeah. into med school. Yeah. Um, before that, I was working in finance uh, for about six years, and uh, yeah, I had a another career before that as well. So, uh, medicine's the third career. He's an old old man. <laughs> Not that old. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and Emma, what were you doing before then? Yeah, I graduated about two years ago and then was working as a CNA for part of the time and then worked at a community health clinic as a medical scribe Okay. in Seattle. Uh, so you had some some uh, some background there. Yeah. Um, you feel like this is going all right so far? More or less. Mm -hmm. You can admit yeah. it if you're if you don't feel like it's going. It's so early. That if you were like, oh yeah, I got this, I'd be like, bullshit. <laughs> Some of it hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, depends on the day. Yeah. 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 Fridays are pretty good. And then Monday comes and I'm like, wait, wait, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a four day weekend, so we can feel like yeah. at the end of this weekend that we're caught up. I don't want to. Hopefully. I don't want to uh, rain on your parade, but it's really a three day weekend. But okay. Yeah, sure. wait, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Well, well, I don't have anything Friday um, or Monday. So. Oh, okay. I mean, this is my, my Friday thing. Half okay. the class did have to come yeah. in this morning, yeah. though, to do anatomy lab. Yeah. I was not part of that. Half the class. Anatomy lab. High five. I heard you talking about anatomy lab before we started the show today. What have, what's been your experience in anatomy lab? Makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because there's nothing more appetizing than anatomy <laughs> the smell of anatomy lab oh, explain <laughs> emma explain yourself i don't know somebody said that the formaldehyde is like an appetite or appetite the opposite of suppressor i don't know what that'd be exciter exciter like an yeah. appetite exciter yeah mm -hmm. i guess that's it okay <laughs> maybe I, I have the same experience i have I heard this know. i have heard this before you're you're not alone so maybe it's true maybe it's know. true or just the uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. <laughs> or maybe I just get slightly bored, and when I'm bored, I eat. eat so okay. Know. Or you're like on your feet, moving around a lot. Yeah. That could be it too. Yeah. And you just had hours of lecture beforehand. That's true. Is do you find uh, anatomy lab difficult in any way? 
because I've heard that that can be the case. Like difficult, not in this, because yes, it's difficult to do. It's difficult to, yeah. but like yeah. emotionally difficult or, mm-hmm. or thought provoking. I sometimes get cadaver envy. So, you're envious of your cadaver? I'm no, not of mine, but of other people's. Like I, oh, I, I look, okay. I look yeah. across the room and I'm like, man, they have so much. Spa- their thoracic cavity is so much wider. There's yeah. so much space to work with. Everything looks so much cleaner. What's wrong with us? <laughs> so you're afraid that you might have been like, you know, basically hacking away at it, and yeah. not, not doing the picture perfect. Uh, Cut a little too deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is super hard to go from like looking in lecture or in the books and then try to apply that to the body because it looks way different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear it's not, it, you know, the, the yeah. pictures, it looks all, you know, nice yeah. and discreet. And, and there's colors. Know. Yeah, there's colors. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I think the first day, though, when, you know, you take the plastic off the cadaver mm-hmm. and the smell and, and everything. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you quickly get used to it when you spend hours in there every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked how in the, um, during orientation, we had a chaplain come in and give a little like speech about how much it meant for these people to like donate their bodies. And I thought yeah. that was really important and um, gives a good perspective going into like um, this course and, um, you know, doing all the things that we do to the bodies. Yeah. 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 It's a big deal because. Um, you know, for all the technology that we have access to these days, there's really no good way to get anyway to sort of present this knowledge that you gain by actually physically manipulating and, and dissecting. Um, you know, you can, there are virtual anatomy things that I know you guys mm-hmm. also, you know, have at your disposal to take advantage of, but it's not quite the same yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big deal for people to make that, uh, to make that decision. Mm. Well, good. I'm I'm glad that you haven't quit yet. <laughs> That's nice. We love it here. Good. Yeah. You should. Isn't it like 21 days makes a habit or something? So yeah, the hey. pro- we're done with three weeks. There <laughs> yeah. we go. How about that? Yeah. The problem with that is that. So my understanding from listening to people in the past is that, uh, um, the specific things that you make a habit of for specific semesters. Or even specific courses will change. Yeah. Um, so you know, be a little bit flexible because because <laughs> change is coming. But Emma's making a habit of going to class and watching her lectures. So hopefully until that's this week. the habit. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. We we have a listener question from someone who did not want her name used. Um, so we'll call her Activia. Let's let's listen to uh, Activia's is question. That, is that the same as the yogurt? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I always thought it would be a beautiful name for for a girl, <laughs> little baby. I, I mean, Nick, the fact that you did not choose to name your child Activia. Yeah. Do you have <laughs> Do you have a? Do you have you have children? I have two. Yes. Yeah. Calls into question your judgment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not naming my child Activia. Yeah. 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 yeah I have two kids: uh, three and a half year old and a one year old. Yeah. Boy, girls. Boys, uh, girls. One one girl. The oldest is a girl, uh-huh. and the younger. Is a boy. Yeah. Hi there, Dave et al. Thanks for putting such a fun, thoughtful, and informative podcast out there. You're welcome. So much of the pre-med stuff on the internet is anxiety-inducing, mm-hmm. and this podcast is a breath of fresh air that actually inspires me as opposed to making me want to run screaming in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a non-traditional student who has worked full-time the entirety of my post-bac program. I'm planning to take the MCAT in early 2019. This summer I took a year's worth of physics while still working. Bad idea, I know. I don't want to give a sob story, but in the interest of total disclosure, I was navigating a hostile work environment at the time as well. I ended up with a couple of C's. All of my other science grades are good, and my overall GPA should be in the 3.5 range. I have the opportunity to retake one of the physics classes for a better grade this fall. My question is this, should I do that as a show of good faith, or is it better to focus my efforts on an upper-level biology course, which I'm planning to take regardless, instead? Do med school admissions committees actually take into account external factors like working full-time? Excellent questions, mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Activia. Um, what do you guys think? Did you guys uh, run into a similar situation where, you know, you... you you wondered whether you should retake a class? 
I certainly did. Yeah. 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 During my undergrad, I, uh, I actually started out as pre-med mm -hmm. and I took some calculus courses, chemistry courses, physics courses. I got, well, there's your problem. Those are all very yeah. difficult. <laughs> got, I got C's, D's, F's. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Yeah. Man. I had some of those letters too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so some of those, yeah, I definitely retook, uh, because I didn't want to have yeah, couldn't be represented by a D or an F. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, I didn't uh, retake them. I just accepted them, and <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very good. Because the longtime listeners were not. I just was not very good at college. But anyway, uh, yeah, you had uh, similar. Situation. Yeah, I, I had a uh, similar situation with uh, um, my chemistry, both general chemistry and organic chemistry courses. Um, and when I did my post back, I re I retook those classes. Um, I but. I don't know that if I would have gotten a C, you know, through my post back, if, if the rest of my GPA was looking good. I mean, my GPA, even when I applied was abysmal. Um, and part of that was because I had a lot of fun, uh, the first time I went to college. That's <laughs> what happened to me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, May 3. Okay. <laughs> so Emma, uh, Emma doesn't look like she's um, she had any of these. I wish I had had more fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a message there. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, okay, uh, fair enough. So I I think you can see that we're all uh, except for Emma sympathetic to your. your I mean, I Emma hated has no physics. sympathy. Huh? I hated physics. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I would not want to take it again, but um, if I was in that situation, I guess. Maybe I would. Um, I think every school like looks at your whole application differently. I know at Iowa, like they're really holistic. So if you were to explain some of your situation, I guess I'm not on the admissions committee, but maybe they would take that into account. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I um, asked Dan Schnall and uh, and Amy Ahern for, from the admissions office um, these questions. And, uh, um, and maybe not all admissions committees, as you say, do this, but here... Um, and in, uh, I believe many other schools, they do take into account extenuating circumstances mm -hmm. for, for grades, mm -hmm. um, and for other problems that you experience as an undergrad. Um, I mean, one thing that I would suggest maybe, and this is kind of common, you've probably already thought of this activity, but, um, give admissions offices a call. I always yeah. say, give them a call, feel them out, mm -hmm. you know, ask them, well, what do you, you know, looking at my situation what would you advise me to do and see what they say i mean you know it shouldn't be admission shouldn't be a completely black box mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and if they can't if they won't tell you well then i think you've learned a little something about that <laughs> school that you could apply to whether or not you wanted to to actually go go through that admissions process yeah i i totally agree i actually did that quite a bit did you um, because of uh, my GPA, GPA was uh like three. I I, don't, I can't remember. It was like maybe three three, mm -hmm. so, something like that. Maybe it was even lower than that. I I'm forgetting without Screw looking you. at it That's right fine. now. Fine, <laughs> uh, a fine GPA to graduate. Anyway, with. well that was after my post back. So all of it combined, my okay. my GPA before my post back was far lower than that. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I I called several admissions uh departments and just said you know what does this look like to you and and asked them a lot of questions and i will say uh amy here at the university of iowa was great and uh having me come into her office and just really talking a lot about what my application looked like before i submitted that application so did you get similar sort of feedback from other schools i mean do you would you say that generalizes uh more or less yeah i don't know that it was as good as i got here but i was also here in iowa city so mm -hmm. that makes so it a little easier to just predispose to yeah come over and yeah and have mm -hmm. a, okay mm -hmm. what about you kyle did you call around uh i did not okay no i i just i you put your faith in the gods of <laughs> admissions. I, I did read that, you know, most most admissions committees will uh focus on the trends in your in your grades. Mm -hmm. And I and I my my and my grades like between my undergraduate and my post back really told two different stories. And so I yeah, I had tried to have faith in that. That's good. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, and and um so, you know, you, you mentioned that you were non-traditional. Fun fact, uh, about a fifth to a quarter of our applicant pool is non-traditional students. So you're not the only 
you know, person. And as you can see, you're not the only person who's run into these sorts of problems um, before. Dan had some, Dan from admissions had some specific advice. Absolutely, he said, retake the physics class to demonstrate you know the physics content, especially if you've already kicked ass in biology. Hmm. Um, you have more to gain, he says, by fixing that problem than by focusing on something you've already shown that you're good at. Mm -hmm. um, in general, he says, prioritize sharing up weaker areas instead of turning a strength into a stronger strength. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I think that's where, uh, that's where we're coming from. And it makes, to me, it sounds like good advice for any, yeah. for any person who's in your situation. I think also, like, I remember studying for the MCAT a couple years after taking some of these courses, and that was, like, really hard to relearn things. So if mm -hmm. she's planning to take the MCAT next January might be good to have it fresh in her mind for mm. as well. Okay. Mm. And that could be a particularly challenging part of the MCAT yeah. for a lot of people. Physics. Definitely yeah. was for yeah. me. Yeah. Definitely. Uh -huh. I know a lot of people mentioned that. Mm -hmm. I took physics of music in college. <laughs> I don't know what that says to you, but <laughs> it was, sounds awesome. What it yeah, was, it was it pretty is. cool. Like, you know, how, how instruments work and, uh, you know, things like that. Don't remember a damn thing. I mean, it was, it was 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, that's where I was at with physics. So if they have a physics of music and it'll count towards a prerequisite, then I would I would recommend <laughs> that class to you. I don't know if you get by with that. No, is yeah. that not? Uh, <laughs> that, it doesn't just say any physics class whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, uh, Activia, thank you so much for your question. Um, thank you so much for uh, writing to us at theshortcoats at gmail.com. We love listener questions. Um, so if you, other listeners, have a question for us, you can uh, get in touch with us. You can call us at 347-SHORT-CT, or you can email us at theshortcoats at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Facebook, or, you know, you'll have less success with other ones, because although we have a presence there, I hate them. <laughs> so I'm just being honest uh, Facebook shots fired Where, Facebook okay so speaking of Facebook you can find any number of suspicious ideas on Facebook I'm sure mm. you've noticed lately uh, but they seem ready to judge so called alternative health pages as unworthy of its platform now mm -hmm. uh, this week uh, Fast Company reported that the site deleted more than 80 accounts and pages including those focused on health, natural health care, and organic living. Uh, some sites had more than 3 million followers. Others were much smaller. But uh, one admin complained that he'd spent a significant amount of time and effort building up 915 followers for his Facebook page, uh, covering, quote, information that isn't covered on mainstream media networks, unquote, <laughs> uh, only to have Facebook just wipe it away without warning or even <laughs> initially explanation. Uh, later, after several queries, the company, uh, Facebook finally told him that they deleted the page because it violated terms of service that prohibited, quote, causing users to like or engage with it in a misleading way, unquote. Hmm. Do you guys hmm. ever run across misleading information on Facebook? Huh. How? Is that even possible? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> all, all the time. All the time. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm getting wonderful information from Russian bots. <laughs> um, I'm sure, yeah. They like to tell you a lot of things. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Uh, one recent study discovered that Russian bots uh, are posting now both anti and pro vaccination information. <laughs> um, the theory is it's it's trying to widen all the social divides that they've uh, that that we have in the United States right now, which is special. Mm. Uh, I think studies have shown that uh, thirty percent of us. Are Russian bots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Twi Quite yeah. The, roughly the same number of our applicant pool that's not traditional students. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know what that means, mm -hmm. but <laughs> yep. it seems fairly serious. Uh, other research has found that exposure to uh, the, especially the uh, vaccination de false debate, can lead people to, to uh, really hesitate and put off vaccination by suggesting that there's no real scientific agreement about vaccination when in fact there damn well is mm -hmm. yeah so uh it's a pretty uh pretty serious pretty serious thing mm -hmm. fess up here guys have you ever engaged in an alternative health remedy used in an alternative health remedy yes yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> i can't say that i have kyle um i had i had foot surgery when i was in high school and um 
the podiatrists that my mom worked with suggested I take some of these homeopathic uh, medicines. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really know what it what it was all about, but um, I believe that that's considered alternative Aren't medicine. Podiatrists, doctors, they yes. are. Yes, sort of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say that this podiatrist speaks for all of podiatry. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we don't really have any evidence either way right now. But well, we have physicians <laughs> out there anti-vaccine too. So yeah, it comes from everywhere. Okay. Well, did you feel a difference with those pills? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they didn't I, hurt. I was an N of one, right? So I don't know <laughs> if somebody else was in my safe situation. Your, your science is on point there. Yeah, yeah. N of one. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's okay. I absolve you for making the sign of the cross. <laughs> I, I have, I have though, been... Uh, I used to drink a lot of kombucha. And yeah, so what's that yeah. supposed to be good for? It's a probiotic, I guess. Uh -huh. That's good for your health. And then uh, your, your, your microbiome, I guess, is uh, directly related to your mood and all this. Digestion. Uh, Did it make you happy? Yeah. Did it make you... You, I, I definitely enjoyed the beverages. Okay. That made me happy. <laughs> Is it better than soda? There's well, less less sugar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's probably better for you than soda. Mm -hmm. You're drinking a lot of pop. You're, mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Got a lot of sugar there. I'm okay with that. Just, I mean, you know, again, I absolve you from my exalted position as... <laughs> whatever it is i am <laughs> <laughs> one time a few years ago i thought i was being like saving a lot of money and i decided to make like face um, makeup remover wipes out of like coconut oil and honey and i don't remember what else mm -hmm. um after like a week i got like styes in both my eyes so <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no, i wouldn't suggest that <laughs> very uncomfortable oh, no. honey yeah yeah okay yeah my wife sometimes uh is kind of into some of the uh homeopathic stuff and uh -huh. she she says the crunchy mom thing because yeah you know, i have two kids and uh i i usually am just kind of like okay whatever with it but occasionally there are a few things that she says and i'm like are you a hundred percent sure that uh this is you walk a fine okay. you walk a fine <laughs> line my friend i can't remember one of the chemicals she was using uh uh for like a baby wipe thing yeah uh, it turned out uh, it battery had, acid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it had estrogen-like compounds in it. Oh, and she's uh, using it on my son, so I said, "You've oh, got to no. stop using that immediately." So, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, yeah, and keep an eye on it. Mm. Wait, what does crunchy mom mean? Yeah, uh, like uh, uh, granola. You know, oh, okay. the whole earthy crunchy. Earthy I mean, crunchy. Yeah, yeah, you've not heard this. Uh, no, yeah. I get that. I'm from. I think there's like blog, like maybe a crunchy mom blog. Could be. Sounds like, good. I think that's literally oh, a blog name. I see. Yeah. One of the things she follows. Yeah, so. granola. I'm gonna get myself into trouble here. I don't have time to be. Yeah, I don't have time to be making uh, making home remedies. I'm like, you know, just get the thing that the doctor said to get. Go. It's already made. Yeah. But can you pronounce all the ingredients? <laughs> well, I can't pronounce any, all the ingredients of, uh, you know, drugs. Any, and I was going to say, any long-term listener of the show will know that I can barely pronounce y'all's name. <laughs> the back of a Cheerio box. Have you yeah. <laughs> tried to follow that? Um, yeah, I just, you know, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm just going to take the path of least resistance and get the thing that's on the shelf that has all the chemicals in it. There you go. Um... And just slather it all over myself and... Why not? Hope for the best. If I break <laughs> out, I'll stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Anyway. Um, fellow co-host Eric Schneiders suggested that we talk about the MCAT specifically. An opinion published in the Annals of Internal Medicine which suggests we ditch it. Why? Because it violates the legal principle of disparate impact. So, here we go. Hmm. I'm going to put on my lawyer hat now and try to explain to you what I think disparate impact means based on <laughs> some sketchy internet research. Disparate impact refers, as I understand it, to the idea that an employment practice must be discarded if a plaintiff can show that the test has outsized influence on the basis of race or other protected characteristics like sex or religion, and the defendant is unable to demonstrate that the practice is job-related for the position in question or consistent with business necessity. Anybody want to summarize that? 
Basically, <laughs> basically, what I think it says is you can't use a practice as a gateway to a job which has an outsized impact on a certain group that has a protected legal status, mm -hmm. like race, religion, gender, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, it so happens that this concept protects residents because they are employees, um, but it does not protect medical students because you are not employees. Mm. Um, and since, you know, one of the, so they would argue that the MCAT, which as we know, um, scores for underrepresented minority students are lower in general for uh, underrepresented minorities on the MCAT. Um, it's reasonable to say that the MCAT has a disparate impact on underrepresented minorities get, trying to get into medical school and thus becoming employed as doctors in the future. Mm -hmm. um, I guess one mitigating factor for this is that the MCAT scores are correlated somewhat with performance on board scores, which are an important for obtaining a residency someday. But what do you guys think about this? Would you Would you have jumped at the opportunity to get rid of the MCAT for reasons not related to actually yeah. taking the MCAT? <laughs> well, uh, I, 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 I think the MCAT for me was helpful because um, it's sort of a level level playing field. I mean, in yeah, and we should say before we continue, yeah. we are all white people in this room. I'm yeah. sorry yeah. to say yeah. that we are mm -hmm. all. Uh, I, I actually, I, I'll contend that because I did go to a spoken word uh uh, event one time and the the artist asked all the white people to raise their hand and I raised my hand he told me to put my hand down because I wasn't oh, wow. white so, oh so I'm I'm using that criteria to yeah that's a well, that's commonly recognized <laughs> criteria from has a, partially Asian has a uh, has somebody at an open mic night ever said <laughs> you should put your hand down <laughs> that's that's on all the questionnaires now yeah. but I I, w I will say that uh, I mean in in terms of like uh, which I don't know, because because different universities, I guess there's there's some disparity between the the curriculum and how how difficult it is, and I guess it's been argued right that the MCAT is sort of a level playing field for everybody. So no matter mm -hmm. what institution you went you went to, this is like a a standard assessment in that regard. Yeah, I think yeah. the problem there though is that uh, you know it's commonly known that standardized tests are more difficult for people who right. Um, it's they they it's it's harder for people who are you know of, of a lower socioeconomic class, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, for instance, to uh, do as well as you know people who don't have that disadvantage. And a lot of it has to do with you know like if you have enough money, you can go and pay for uh, test prep. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can take advantage of that that and uh, other people cannot. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, it's it's really yeah. Yeah, and, and I think too like. Even even when it's offered, like to have like a voucher or, or the fee waived, there's there's some additional steps that those folks who are in a position to um, actually be uh, like they can actually take advantage of those things mm -hmm. that other people don't have to go through those hoops. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? So like ev even though it's provided that you know you actually don't have to pay for this in the long run, like there's still some hoops you got to jump through, and that that can be a barrier. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even outside of the MCAT. You know, just the whole admissions process is really prohibitive, prohibitive uh, for um, people, especially of low socioeconomic status. I, I myself, if I would have come straight out of undergrad, um, I, I don't think that I would have been able to afford to even apply. Uh, it's like travel around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, my yeah. parents, uh, you know, don't make very much money and I didn't have very much, I didn't have I had negative money <laughs> getting yeah. out of uh, undergrad and you know I'm a uh, white male with uh, a lot of other privilege um, and I, I'm confident I wouldn't have been able to afford the process of, of mm -hmm. application. Yeah. You know the um, I can school I think that's how it's pronounced I can school of medicine at Mount Sinai icon. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Uh, they offer the FlexMed program, um, part of which allows undergrads from any major to apply without an MCAT score um, during their sophomore year. And data from studying those students, comparing them with students admitted uh, later with an MCAT score um, and more traditional qualifications, shows that there's no difference in performance in med school between those two groups. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one school, mm. a little hard to make broad, yeah, you know, conclusions about that. And even outside of the socioeconomic status, you you have the cultural differences, and you know uh, these different groups as well. I mean, the MCAT is uh, probably a test geared more toward uh, traditional Western white, uh, you know, group. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would, I don't know who's writing the MCAT specifically, but I, I was would me. bet that, <laughs> I bet that older white men are probably more represented than anyone else. Yeah. I kind of remember looking at some charts from the AMC that showed, um, broke down like by ethnicity, um, who got accepted to medical school, like their MCAT scores. And there was a difference between ethnicities. I don't know if that was like intentional or not, but. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's, in t- uh, I would speculate that it's not an intentional yeah. gap. It's just, you know, we try to have a standardized test in an effort to be fair. Mm-hmm. I used air mm-hmm. quotes there, by the way. It's <laughs> good for podcasting. <laughs> air quotes. Um, but it, you know, as, as is often the case with these things that seem like they're fair, they're not. Um, totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Moving on. You know, you guys, I missed, uh, I, I usually when the semester starts, I'm able to meet um, some of you during our student activities fair. Uh, I wasn't able to make it this time because uh, I was, uh, you know, out of the office. I really kind of missed that. Did you guys, uh, did you guys go around to all the different uh, tables and such to learn about the activities, or were you just like, oh, screw this, I'm going to go here? <laughs> just wrote my email down on a bunch of pieces yeah. of paper. Yeah, same same here. Including I... ours. <laughs> I wasn't there, but uh, Matt Becker, co-host Matt Becker, uh, was able to staff a table yeah. Yeah. Uh, for us while we were gone. Thanks, Matt. Um, did you guys, were, were there uh, were there a bunch of clubs that you found interesting or activities that you found interesting, or were you just literally signing your name to piece of paper for no good reason i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there's a lot of things that i could get really interested in it's just there's so many that you have to like limit yourself um but i didn't limit myself those days i have to do it now <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. i agree aside from from being on the show what were some other ones that you found interesting do you remember um i was particularly interested in the mobile clinic that has um like mobile clinics at different places around mm. um, iowa city as well as like um, family medicine interest group and um, those are the only two that come to mind. Those right are now. great. Yeah, actually, those are two particularly popular ones too. Yeah. Um, Mobile Clinic does some does some good work, and you you know sort of really get some experience. You know, doing you know going out and meeting people who you know really wouldn't have great healthcare otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be like just these past three weeks. It's hard to remember like why I came here, but I just did like my early clinical experience this past week and I was like back in a clinic and I was like, oh, wow, there's like patients here and people and interacting with people. So um, I think it'll be good to get more of that human interaction than just like studying all the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And this is something that I, you know, ad nauseum, my advice to new students, don't just study medicine. You'll you'll turn into a boring husk of your former self uh if, if that's all that you do um but i really mean it um so yeah definitely definitely maintain some involvement in the outside world yeah. and mm-hmm. and in these clubs and activities yeah. and and keep doing that stuff you just reminded me one other one was the wilderness medicine and oh, like yeah. this weekend we're oh, going on a one, big yeah. like canoe trip down i don't know what river some river um, so that'll be fun just to get outdoors and stuff. Yeah. Hopefully one of you breaks your leg and then you can <laughs> practice some wilderness yeah. medicine. I think that's, I think that's what they do on this thing. They, it might be a good place to break your leg. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I think, I think I heard the higher ups designate somebody to have their leg broken. Before is it randomly starts. chosen or is there some other, I think this person's annoying. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, one reason I, I didn't, uh, love missing orientation week is I think I can, I feel like I can always get a sense of the class personality. Um, do you guys have any, any, because I couldn't make it, do you have any feedback, any, any insight as to what you're, cause every class seems to be different in some ways, you know, some classes are, are big on, uh, you know, joining up You're big joiners. Um, other classes are, you know, quieter, a little more cerebral. What do you guys, uh, what's your perception so far? I study. 
<laughs> it's hard to tell because yeah, we don't really have to much tell. to compare to. Yeah. I mean, there's the M2s, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've noticed the M2s um, really grouping up in the atrium and in the in the learning communities. Yeah. Perhaps mm-hmm. more than we do, but I, I think that might also be that they've been through, uh, you know, a little more than us and, and they sort of found what works. Yeah. yeah, and they know each know. other. They know each better. other a little better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For for listeners who don't know, we have these learning communities where uh, you know it's sort of four central locations, sort of like the houses at Hogwarts, where <laughs> um, <laughs> where people uh, can gather during lunch hours or off or you know outside of study time or class time to uh, to study or hang out or or whatever it is uh, that they have, just physical spaces to uh, sort of gather in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great places to ask questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's meant to be sort of a way to uh, get to know um, people from outside your class and, mm-hmm. you know, upperclassmen and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm super stoked on the learning communities. Yeah, yeah. When I, I like I, it a lot. Just compared to, like, my schooling experience in the last four years, like being at a post-bac that's sort of, you, you drive to it yeah. and you drive home and, and that's about <laughs> mm-hmm. it. That's the extent of your interactions with the institution and your and your friends. It's just nice to walk out of the... Uh, auditorium and just like have some couches to sit on and peers yeah, to definitely. talk to yeah yeah i even uh, had the chance at, i think it was maybe thursday to talk about retirement planning <laughs> <laughs> with a couple of older students who nice. were trying to figure out what what they're going to do when they're who done they? here i i have no clue oh. <laughs> i didn't ask names we just started talking maybe they even said their names and i'm just terrible at remembering right. them I don't even remember who you people are. <laughs> uh, well, I thought one way that I could get to know you guys better is to play this game that I found. Uh, it's a phone-based mm-hmm. game. It's called Psych. Uh, for those interested, it's a game from the makers of Heads Up. And uh, like that game, it's associated with Ellen DeGeneres. None of that means that they or she is a sponsor. Not a sponsor. But, uh, you know, I'll be the leader. And additionally, I'll try to glean something about how you guys think so that I can get to know you oh, no. while we play. I have no idea if that's possible, but, you know. <laughs> All right, so make up a... F- the, the idea if, is to make up a false answer for the real fact that I will read you that you think the other players will believe. Are you ready? So mice do this while having sex. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we had some of the same answers? Just waiting on Emma here. <laughs> Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we have some possible answers. We have uh, sing. We have pee a little. We have pet each other. We have pat their eyelashes. And we have lick their own <laughs> armpits. Wait, why is there five answers? Because there are five. Oh, that's maybe one of them has Four. been added by the system. I don't. Oh, know. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess you're we're spo- you're supposed to pick the real answer. <laughs> am I supposed to pick the real answer too? Oh, we all. Do? Oh yeah, I guess I am supposed to because I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. All right. Um. Mm. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know which one I'm going to go with. Uh-huh. I like. Psych. Psych. Kyle got um, you. What does that mean? I think we chose the one he made up. <laughs> oh, Dave got me. Emma got, the real answer Emma is got me. the real answer is sing. Oh, oh wow. Um, somebody picked me. Li- lick their own armpits. <laughs> Who yeah, was that? That was, that was me. <laughs> I don't know if uh, <laughs> mice have uh, technically armpits, <laughs> but all right. I didn't figure they could really sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Very high-pitched voices. So Kyle has two points, Emma has one, and I have one, and Nick... Sorry, Nick. You have zero. All right, next one. All right, here's a, here's a uh, fact. The word gymnasium originates from the word... <laughs> Gymnasien, which in Greek means, what does it mean? What does gymnasium mean in the original Greek? Anybody speak Greek here? No. Okay. No. No, I don't. Mm. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> the word gymnasium originates from the orig- from the word gymnasium in Greek meaning bend over backwards and do two somersaults, to exercise naked, school. 
to expose one's private parts <laughs> and hard thigh muscles. All right. Mm, so pick one of those. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh man. You know, I'm tempted to pick the one I like the most rather than the correct one. <laughs> Me too. I prefer to exercise naked. Mm-hmm. That's, not what, that I, that's like... not what I mean. That's not what I mean by like the most. Not the activity I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Where'd gonna go. That's a very. I, that oh, would be I was a very. Correct. Hey, I was correct. Oh, Nick. Nick got me. I ah. chose. It was to exercise naked. Yeah, I thought it was school. Uh, whose was that? Was that? That Nick? was mine. That was Nick's. Yeah. Be help if Nick nice. had his picture in the app. So Sorry. I uh, nobody picked <laughs> Kyle's to expose one's private parts. Which I think is back the, here. kind of the same as yeah. the real answer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I should get that's true. For that. Yeah! <laughs> Hard thigh muscles was mine. Nobody, nobody picked, that, picked that one. Nice. All right. Were like the Olympics originally done naked? Kind of similar, right? Yeah. I, there would be a lot more people watching the Olympics, I think. So Nick has said... <laughs> I feel like there sh if there was a resurgence in naked exercise, that, that might originate with uh, crunchy folks. Yeah. Yeah. Probably would. <laughs> crunchy folks. I'm really tempted to ask an inappropriate question about Nick's wife now. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick, Nick has uh, four now. Emma has three. Kyle has two. And I'm behind mm. with one. Make up a false answer about this one. A train passenger in Dusseldorf reported spotting a seemingly dead bearded man in a blue coat and red pants near the track, but when authorities arrived, it was actually... <laughs> okay. I, don't, I have no idea. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. oh, what would I put for this? Hmm. Where is Dusseldorf? Anybody? Germany. Germany. <laughs> Germany. Reported spotting a seemingly dead bearded man in a blue coat and red pants. <laughs> what would that really be? I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> gosh. It's so metal. I really like my answer for this one. <laughs> my answers. An answer. I don't, I don't even know I don't what know. to... What, wait, why can't I... Okay, there we go. Oh, I like this game. How did you even know to find it? Hey, man. I got the, I got the internet on my computer in there. <laughs> wow. Such a special computer. I don't know. That's a terrible answer. Okay. Our answers <laughs> are an opossum covered in rags, Mick Jagger after a long weekend, a partially deflated Papa Smurf balloon, oh my God. a cow, or a dead woman in a blue coat and red pants. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. This cow. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine how a cow could. I'm going to discard the cow uh, in like favor the... of. What happens when we choose our own? Do we get a point? That would, that would be wrong, Emma. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. What does the honor code of the Carver College of Medicine say about that? Nobody said this was cheating. Still collecting answers. Um, Just go with your gut. Oh, oh I got psyched. Oh, I got, Thanks, Emma. Kyle I picked me. Kyle's. Kyle? Wait. Man. So what was the right answer? The real answer was a partially deflated Papa oh, Smurf balloon. I almost oh, went with I that chose. one. I, I was so close. Too. Nobody chose a cow. Uh... A dead woman in blue coat and red pants. That was true. That was whose is that? That's, that was, I wrote that one. That's Emma's. <laughs> that was good. That was good. An opossum covered in rags was chosen twice. That was uh, Kyle's. That was a good one. I almost went. Nobody chose. Right, maybe I nobody chose mine. Player. I'm still stuck at one, but Emma is in the Ooh. lead now with six. Nick six is four, points. and Kyle has four. Uh, here we go with the next one. Make up a false statement about this. In Arizona, it's illegal to own more than two. More than two. <laughs> no, that's that's too much. <laughs> Kyle, what would it be illegal to own more than two of? <laughs> in Arizona? In, in, specifically in Arizona. <laughs> oh. I'm asking because you haven't submitted an answer. Oh, I'm just, yeah. just checking to make sure. Uh, <laughs> he's thinking. Just putting the pressure on. <laughs> I feel like this isn't fair for those of us who have never visited Arizona. Well, 
Nick, you should win this one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> In Arizona, it's illegal to own more than two dildos. Oh. Two nipples. Two electronic sex toys. <laughs> two motorhomes. Those seem vaguely equivalent. Two motorhomes or two cars. Mm. I feel like motorhomes could be the right answer. <laughs> I do too. Because don't a lot of people in Arizona... Yeah. Own so. motorhomes. I feel like that's a fact that a lot of people in Arizona they probably yeah I'm sure own they motorhomes. Why why would I think that? To probably prevent uh, uh, motor mobile park slumlords. I would well, I would think like retirees, right? Yeah. No, I think it's because when you see those like rented mobile homes, like they always have pictures. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. Oh yeah, there like the pictures RV of across America. Yeah. Like and maybe that reminds you of Arizona. That reminds me of Arizona. Oh, oh, I see. I see. When you see a picture of a motorhome, I get. Yeah. It. I was just thinking of Iowans who go to Arizona. Well, it's a very yes, common thing. Yes, uh, snowbirds. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, you know, in the winter they mm. travel to like uh, Florida or to Arizona or mm -hmm. to something. All right. All right. Well, what is the? It could be dildos, though. It could be. <laughs> And it's true. I wanted to say butt plugs. But. Well, <laughs> I think those are functionally equivalent, if not <laughs> their anatomical mm -hmm. places. They're they're anyway, Go you know what I'm gut, talking Dave's. about. Go with your gut. Um, all right. I'm going to go with... I like the, I, I like the distinction between dildos and electronic <laughs> sex toys. Hmm. We wouldn't want... Too many electrons involved. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna pick the one I think is best. Oh, hey, I got psyched. I'm great. Oh man, yeah. Nick, you got me. Nick, you got I got me. a lot of points on this one. The real answer is uh, <laughs> dildos. dildos. Oh my gosh, more than I... two puts you at risk. <laughs> oh my gosh, for some sort of legal action. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh again, nobody picked mine, which was nipples. I'm <laughs> kind of miffed by that. I, uh, How do you own a nipple? That's pretty good at psyching everybody. Look, <laughs> you could own a nipple. <laughs> let's say it was. Let's say that it was illegal to own a nipple, just one nipple. It would well, also see, be illegal to own two nipples. The problem is that we all, most of us, have two. Yeah, but own yeah, own is own. Well, they're own on my body. Who else owns them? Own implies that you acquired them somehow. Well, and I did. Surely it's illegal to acquire, other than by birth, a nipple. All right, I'm just saying. Nick is in the lead with nine. Emma has my six. Goodness. Kyle has four. And Dave has oh, one Dave. still. All right, I'm going to turn. Up the, I'm going to turn up the steam. Does, that, does this mean you're the least adult here? <laughs> so, some of my coworkers in the Office of Student Affairs and Curriculum would agree with you. Uh, All right, here's the next one. This word comes from the Nahatl word for testicle. Oh, this you guys got this. <laughs> really? I I think I might actually know the real answer for this. Don't know if I'm spelling this right, but once again, waiting on Kyle. <laughs> Doing his best, put, putting his best thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get too far into this. Here we go. Oh boy. Man oven. <laughs> I have no idea. Man oven. The word comes from the nahutical, nahutical, uh, whatever. Word for testicle. Man oven. <laughs> Avocado. Hood. Nutical. Or a gehaint. <laughs> gehaint? What, what? What is gehaint? I don't know. <laughs> gehaint. I don't know. Um, hmm. Oh. I think the answer here is obvious. Sure. It's man oven. <laughs> <laughs> what is a man oven? Uh, somebody tell me what a man oven is. Well, I guess they can't because that would reveal. I'm going to. Yeah. I can't even speculate what a man oven is. It would be inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, an oven is. What? You put something into an oven to heat it. <laughs> That's the goal of an oven. So a man oven. It's to heat men. To heat. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I hadn't thought of that. You could ask. You could I was ask thinking Arnold. of opening in a man, but you know. You could ask well, Arnold you know. Schwarzenegger. Remember that movie? Uh, uh, what was it? Junior? No. Yeah. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant. Yeah, I remember oh. that. Oh. Back yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. That was a huh. terrible movie. It was terrible. <laughs> was yeah. Danny 
Just Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito might have been in that. Or, he, or that was that a different one? That was like Twins or something. Twins, yeah. yeah. All right. Danny DeVito was in a few questionable movies. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, the answer here is obvious, so I will choose the obvious answer. Oh, ah, I was correct. Oh. I was also correct. Uh, I was... You were not correct? Nick, Nick got me. Yes! Oh, Nick! <laughs> the real answer was avocado. Uh, hood was... Was <laughs> was Nick's answer? I don't quite understand. Nudical was my answer. Nudical is a, uh, as I understand it, is a, um, it is a fake testicle used for uh, dogs when they get uh, neutered. Oh, you know, you don't want their self-esteem to be compromised, <laughs> so you give them fake balls. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you didn't know that. Mm -mm. And man oven was uh. Kyle's. Kyle, <laughs> yeah. tell me, what were you, what was, what's a man oven? I would, well, I was just thinking like, you know, sometimes pregnant women will be asking, oh, see, so you got a bun in the oven, right? Okay. So I just thought the man version of that would be the testicles, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to get in touch with admissions. I separation I'm sure that I, I skipped out on, but. I think admissions has made a serious mistake. <laughs> Here, <laughs> just gonna throw that out. All right, final oh, game boy. results. Nick wins. Hey, oh, good man. job, Nick. You got twelve. Emma got six. Kyle got six. Wow. And nice. I somehow gained two in the last <laughs> round there. So good for me. Good job. Very nice. Good job, Dave. Guys. Good game. Everybody. I don't know that I can come up with any. Um, I think we know that Kyle is weird. <laughs> um, Nick, too. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not sure what conclusions I can draw about Emma. I don't remember. Yeah, no. This is not a good way to uh, draw conclusions about the personalities <laughs> of people who play this game. Probably not. I think my study has shown that. Anyway, that is our show. Uh, we'll be putting a link to all the topics we've discussed in this uh, episode show notes at theshortcode.com but for now that's it guys thank you so much for uh, being here on today's show thanks for having thanks us for having yeah anytime i hope you'll come back sometimes people don't come back <laughs> i know <laughs> and thank you listeners for making us part of your week if you like what you heard today we hope we've earned your subscription not only do we give out free advice uh might even be good advice so send your questions or whatever you like to the shortcodes at gmail.com or you can leave us a message at 347 short ct we'll talk about it on the show the show is made possible by a generous donation by carver college of medicine student government and ongoing support from the writing and humanities program our executive producers jason lewis our opening music is by dr vox and our closing music is by catmosphere talk to you in one week <laughs>